Praise the Lord, my friends, and good morning. This is Pastor Stephen Brooks, and I want to invite you today to grab your Bibles and go with me to the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 5, and we want to investigate the topic of today's message, which is, what language does God speak? Praise the Lord. So we will find out by reading 2 Corinthians chapter 5, and let's open up today in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you that today as we wake up and face a new day, that as we nourish ourselves with physical food that you have blessed us with, we also thank you that we shall not live by bread alone or by eggs or, or potatoes, but we also live by your word, primarily by your word. It sustains our spirit and as well as affecting our soul and body. So, Father, we ask you for our daily bread, and we certainly thank you for it. In the name of Jesus, we pray and we bless you. Amen. Now, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, and I want you to go to verse 7. And uh, this is a very familiar verse. I think many of you would probably have it memorized because it's short, simple, and to the point. This is what it says, For we walk by faith, not by sight. Well, in context, I think we need to understand what's going on here from the perspective that Paul is speaking to the church in Corinth, and he is really focusing on the subject of how we live our lives. In other words, we're only here for a temporary period of time. Even as the Apostle Peter said, we are sojourners and, and pilgrims. In other words, sojourners, people that are passing through pilgrims, people that are on the move. We have another destination, which is heaven, and then, of course, a renewed uh, and a replenished earth. But, my friends, walking by faith and not by sight, really what Paul is trying to say is that this is the way that we govern our lives while we are here on the earth during our stay upon this planet in our mortal physical bodies. This is the way that you are to govern your life. Now, the Apostle Paul said, for we, excuse me, for we walk by faith, not by sight. The word walk can be better understood if you translate that as the way that you conduct your life. For we conduct our life by faith, not by sight. Now, when it's referring to sight, which is one of your five physical senses, really the overall picture that's being conveyed here is sight sensory realm. In other words, natural circumstances that would appear to indicate that what God said in His Word, that what God promised you cannot or will not happen based upon sight and circumstances. Now, it can be more than sight. It could be a negative report that you hear, or it could be something that touches you in a negative way. So there's the various things that would be opposing circumstances in your life. So let's read it in an expanded prayer, uh, paraphrased insight. For we govern the way that we live our lives by faith, not by sight and external circumstances that can be deceiving in their appearance. Now, when we do have circumstances in our life that are contrary to the Word of God, 
we are not denying that these are real circumstances. If there's a storm on the lake, that's a real storm. We're not going to act like these waves are imaginary. If there is a doctor's report that says this is your condition, we're not going to act like, no, we're not really sick and the doctor is not, he's just a figment of our imagination. That's not what I'm talking about, and you won't find that type of behavior in the Word of God. What we're doing is that we are realizing facts and information and data and circumstances are accurate, factual circumstances. All we're doing is saying that the Word of God is the highest truth, and it overrides every other circumstance. It overrides the experts. It overrides the doctors and the great jobs that they do. God's Word is what we're trying to say here, and that's what Paul is emphasizing, is the final authority. So here in the natural realm, if you want to go to the highest authority of law and justice, you would endeavor to get your case before the Supreme Court. Well, God's Word is the highest court available, and it is the final authority on everything. And God has spoken His Word. Many things have already been pronounced. This is my will. This is not my will. So some things are just basic. They are very easy to discern. You just read the Bible. You find out what God's will is concerning that, and then you base your life, your principles, your morals, your, va your values, uh, the way that you conduct your life on that. So we walk by faith. Faith in what? Faith in God's Word. So this is not a blind, random faith that's in some kind of ethereal way of living. No, the Word is what we base our faith on. For we walk by faith, not by sight, not by external circumstances that can change as the days come and go. See, my friends, you need to choose on a daily basis what you're going to believe and what you're going to speak out of your mouth, whether it's what God said or what the circumstances are bringing towards you. Praise the Lord. If you speak what God said in His Word and you speak in agreement with that, you will always be speaking a word of faith. But if you speak, now listen to this very carefully, if you speak what your feelings, remember the sensory realm, what you can see, these things that would try to set a mood for you, okay? If you speak what your feelings or your circumstances indicate, you will be consistently defeated in life. Well, Pastor Stephen, I just feel like we're all going to get nuked. I feel like sooner or later somebody's going to push the red button, maybe even accidentally, and there's going to be some kind of a nuclear holocaust. And so, because we're all just going to end up getting, um, you know, having the nuclear bomb dropped on us, I'm never going to really try to succeed or do anything in life because it's all going to go up in smoke anyhow. See, now if you choose to believe that and whatever circumstances are trying to persuade you that that's true, then you will be defeated in life. Jesus said, occupy till I come. In the Greek, that means do business till I come. The King James Version actually says that, do business until I come. Stay busy. Be busy about the, the Lord's business and stay plugged in. Be moving ahead in every facet in life. We're not going back to the Stone Ages. We're going forward, hallelujah, into higher levels of technology, higher levels of medical uh, uh, understanding with new cures being released, higher levels of, of knowledge breaking forth in the areas of science and technology. Life is going to get 
uh, easier for us, okay? So let's move forward. Look, I prophesy over your life that if you want it, you're going to live 100 years. You're going to cross that 100-year mark. So you need to be thinking biblically-minded. Moses was 120 years old, and his eyes were not dim, nor, which is, nor was his natural vigor diminished. Praise God. So you want to be believing and agreeing with the Word of God. If you speak and you come into agreement with your feelings or your circumstances and what they're trying to persuade you to, to believe, you will be defeated in life. Pastor Stephen, I know that I was prayed for, and I know that the Word of God says that I'm by, by the stripes of Jesus I was healed, but Pastor Stephen, I just, I just don't feel healed. I just don't feel it. I just don't feel it. What's a person doing when they're talking like that? What you're doing is that you are walking by sight, okay? You are walking by the sensory realm. You're walking by feeling. You're walking by sight instead of walking by faith. Faith in what? Faith, again, in what God said. It's very important that you understand what God said. Now, this is the way that the Christian governs and lives their life. We walk by faith. That's how we do it. We trust the Lord and we go. We walk by faith, not by sight. You know, my daughter told my wife and I that uh, she was walking somewhere the other day in a crowded area, and she bumped into somebody, and immediately what, be what the words that formed in her mind and began to come out of her mouth were the words, excuse me, but it came out in Hebrew because she has been studying Hebrew now for a couple of years, and she, of course, she's fluent in English because she's born and raised in America, but she loves the Hebrew language. She loves the Jewish people, and she has learned Hebrew over the years, and she has, she has studied it so much that it's also on the forefront of her mind, and that's what came out without even trying to think about, oh, what's the Hebrew word for excuse me? It just popped out. So what takes place is that when you begin to master a language, you begin to speak it with ease. You become, as they say, fluent in that language, and it's not a strain or struggle to pull up certain words, particularly basic, uh, basic words of communication. You've got all of that down so you can communicate very clearly. But my friends, you need to understand the language of God. Praise the Lord. I know that some people think in heaven God's up there speaking Hebrew. <laughs> but look, I've had heavenly experiences where I have, by the grace of God, uh, visited heaven in visions, and they're not speaking Hebrew. All earthly languages are on a much lower dimension of what is spoken in heaven. And if it helps you, they're not speaking Greek either. Now, when I was there, I was speaking the, the normal language that I know, which is English. But in heaven, though, it's, an, it's a new tongue, actually. And so you have to understand that. So sometimes people think, well, the language that God speaks is biblical Hebrew. Well, he can speak it. And by the way, this is no surprise, God can speak French also, right? God can speak German. God can speak Spanish. And not only can God speak every language that exists, but all of the hundreds, probably thousands of languages that have passed off the earth since certain uh, generations have passed away. There's some, you know, I think every couple of years there are these old languages that, that you know, the old people died out. There was no children. So the language dies as well. Well, all of those languages God can speak. So you can't limit God to just a natural level. He speaks on a higher platform. 
So what language does God speak? Well, sometimes people say God speaks the language of love. And, of course, I, I agree with that. The Bible says that God is love. The Bible also says that God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son that whoever believes in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. I, I like that. God absolutely is love, and He speaks the language of love. And you'll never meet anybody more loving than the Lord Jesus Christ. But you have to see the multifaceted character of God. It's so beautiful. I want you to understand that God speaks the language of faith. Woo! Hallelujah. And so when you want to really communicate and understand somebody's culture, you have to really, in essence, begin to learn some of their language. And when you get a good mastery over the language, then you can really get to know what makes these people tick. Because we have, we have words that are, that are sometimes outside of the normal vocabulary. And if you're not familiar with that, that group, you, you, you can not follow what they're saying. But here's what I'm trying to tell you. God speaks the language of faith. And if you really want to work with God and communicate with God and do exploits and do great things, you're going to have to start speaking His language. And that is the language of faith and it will move you out of the language, the vile language of doubt and unbelief. And I'm talking about language that doubts the sovereignty of God, that doubts the omnipotence of God, that doubts the power and the love and the miracle working ability of God. I'm talking about language that is just full of doubt and unbelief. Well, Pastor Stephen, you just never know what God might do. We don't know if he's going to answer our prayers or if he's taking a nap. I don't even know what kind of a mood he's in. See, all, all of that stuff, that's the language of, uh, along with the language of griping and grumbling, that's really, when you boil it down, a language of unbelief. They simply do not believe God. Now, they may believe that there is a God. They may even believe in God as Savior. But still, when it comes to certain things, there is, there's a lot of language breakdowns. And they cannot talk the language of God because God talks a language of faith. And if you want to work with God, you're going to have to speak this language. And for some of you, this may be like a new learning experience where the words don't come to your mind quickly. The proper thing coming out of your mouth is a gauged response because you have to think, how am I going to say this? Because I don't want to say something contrary to the Word of God. That's okay. Take your time. Choose the Word carefully. But as you mature in faith, the words will start coming. Why? Because now you're speaking the language. You're speaking the language of God, and that's the way He talks all the time. Praise God. You know what? If you just look right over to chapter 4 of Second of, uh, Corinthians. I'll give you another example of walking by faith and not by sight. Praise the Lord. Verse 13, And since we have the same spirit of faith, according to what is written, now he's going to quote from Psalm 116, verse 10. But remember, this is talking about the spirit of faith. If you really do have a spirit of faith and you speak the language of faith, which is God's language, then what is actually going to unfold in your life? What's going to take place if you have the spirit of faith? Paul said, and since, we have the same spirit of faith. By the way, if Paul had it, I think it's good for you and me to have it. <laughs> since we have the same spirit of faith, according to what is written, I believed, and therefore I spoke. Now watch that. I believe, 
and therefore I spoke. If you really do believe, you're going to speak what? You're going to speak words of faith. Well, the, Paul responds to that quote out of the Old Testament by saying, we also believe, and because we believe, therefore we speak. Speak what? You, you speak the Word. It's the Word of life. It's the Word that has the ability to transform and change your circumstances. Oh, yes, the circumstances are real, but the Word can begin to go to work on your circumstances if you will speak the Word and believe the Word. See, when you believe, you speak. You really do. I, I know some people that when they're in public, they speak things that they don't really believe that, but they're only saying that because maybe they are trying to make a false impression. Maybe they're trying to raise support from a group that uh, they don't really get along with, but they want the money, so they're willing to say whatever those people want to hear in order to get the funding. But the fact of the matter is, what you really do believe will come out, if not in public, it'll come out in private. It'll come out in your own private little secret area when you say, well, I, you know, I said that, but I didn't really believe it. I just said it so I could get them to come on board with me so that we can get this done. See, that, that, that could have been a lie. But the thing is, you're going to be speaking out the things that you believe. Praise the Lord. Even if you speak it out in secret, somewhere it will be spoken. But God also believes and speaks. That's really what they're pulling from. They're pulling from the Psalm of David, and they're also pulling from the words that Moses said. If you believe, you will speak. Praise God. What will you speak? You need to speak in faith according to the Word of God, and be very, very careful that you don't let circumstances overwhelm your life, and the next thing you know, out of your mouth are coming words, oh, you're right, I, I just think we're all going to die. Yep, yep, looks like the ship's going to go down. We're all going to die. When somebody that speaks in faith says, hey, let's all calm down and let's start lowering all the lifeboats. Oh, well, I, I didn't notice those. I got so panicked and so worked up, I thought we were all going to die. I didn't even notice all them lifeboats. Yes, so let's speak in faith. Let's act in faith. In other words, walk in faith. Let's take the lifeboats down and get slowly off the ship. The ship may sink, but we're all going to be okay. And who knows? Maybe the ship won't sink, but everything will be fine. Let's govern our lives with faith, not fear, panic, and pandemonium. Let's not get in the flesh. Let's walk in the Spirit. Praise God. Woo! What's going on when a man or woman or a boy or girl behaves like that? Faith. Faith. And when you have faith and you have true belief, it will come out of your mouth and be released through words. I'm telling you, it is the same way that God operates. God speaks the language of faith. God never speaks language of doubt. You will never, ever find Jesus in the Gospels walking around, quoted as saying, Oh, I don't know what we're going to do. Thomas, I know you've doubted a lot of the things I said. Do you got any ideas to bail us out of this one? I'm all out of miracles. The la I, I used up my last miracle over there in Capernaum. Can one of you men help me out? By the way, can I, uh, uh, Peter, can I borrow $5 for a chicken dinner? You don't see Jesus doing stuff like that. He was a man of faith, a man of authority, a man of leadership. Yes, operating as a man filled with the Spirit. Praise the Lord, and we are to operate the same way in faith, speaking faith in the midst of a fear-based, 
fear-filled world. We are to be people of faith and rock-solid character so that Jesus might be glorified in our lives. What language does God speak? He speaks the language of faith. And I tell you what, if you will yield to the Spirit when you are in prayer or you're in Bible study and you get so full of the, of the bread of life and the, the anointing of the Spirit that you want to say something strong, it, it, you might be surprised what the Holy Spirit will anoint you to say. I want to give you an example so that you understand the language of faith and that you understand also that it is perfectly fine for you to do this because God Himself does it. I'm about to give you uh, a scripture that will give you authority that you already have, but you might not have understanding that this authority belongs to you. Therefore, you don't use it. But I'm going to give you an insight into the authority that you have so that you can release it and use it when that strong anointing of the glory of the Lord is upon your life that you will do this. Now, remember, Paul said, we believe, therefore we speak. We have something to say about this. Absolutely. Praise God. Now, Romans chapter 4, verse 17. There's many examples, but this one is one of the granddaddies of them all. Let's take a look at it. This is uh, regarding the life of Abraham and his walk of faith. You, you talking about somebody that walked by faith and not by sight, you just go look at the life of Abraham because with his picture, it looked impossible. And if he would have looked at the natural, it'd have been like, man, th th this thing is just as dead as dead. There's no way. There's no way that this can happen unless God does a miracle. But he believed God and he got his miracle. And I believe you will have the same testimony. Praise the Lord. Now, verse 17 of Romans 4. As it is written, notice how many times Paul quotes the Old Testament because the Old Testament is also the pure Word of God inspired by the Holy Spirit. As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations. That's what he told Abram. That's what he told Abram when he and his wife had no children and still reminded them of that promise when they were old, 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 and now it was totally impossible for them to have children. That's what God gave them the Word. I have made you. In other words, God said, I've already made you a father of many nations. It's past tense. I have made. I'm not going to. I have made you a father of many nations. And he said that to him when he was old, and it was absolutely impossible for him to have children with he and his wife. Wow. Amazing how God operates. I'm telling you, he speaks the language of faith. And if you will understand his language and you start talking his language, you will begin to work with him in a very close understanding and in a very close relationship because that's how he talks. I have made you a father of many nations in the presence of him whom he believed, God, God who gives life to the dead, watch this, and calls those things which do not exist as though they did. There are times when you are in your Bible study, you get so full of the Word of God that something wants to come out of your mouth, a bold statement, basically a statement that you might, you just might get so filled up with the Word of God and the anointing of the Spirit on you, you just might want to say, I'm healed. And at the same time, you, you notice that the circumstance in your body indicates that you're still sick. 
but you think, why do I so strongly want to say I'm healed? Because of the anointing of the Word. So what do you do? Well, you're aware of your circumstances, but you're also aware of what the Word said concerning what Jesus did for you at Calvary and purchased not only your eternal life and forgiveness of sins, but also divine healing. And so out of your mouth, you say, I'm healed. And it just explodes out of your mouth, comes out of your spirit and explodes out of your mouth. What are you doing? You are doing the same thing that God did with Abraham. You are calling those things which do not exist as though they did. You can have bills piled up on your desk and you just spend time in the Word, meditating on uh, maybe a very powerful prosperity scripture that God will meet your needs. Maybe you're meditating on the name of God as Jehovah Jireh, God who will see to it that your every need is met. And you meditate on the Word, and you, you're doing some, you're mixing that with some prayer time, and you just feel power rise up in you, and you think, why do I want to say this? Is it even okay to say it? And you just say, I call all of these bills paid in the name of Jesus. Why, why do you feel led to do such things? Should you do such things? Yes. It is the anointing of the Word. It is so strong that it will allow you to speak with the force and power of God. And you are calling those things that are not as though they already were. And you call those bills paid. And you believe it. See, that's the process. You believe, therefore you speak. You speak what? Doubt? Well, I, I just don't think it's ever going to happen for me. No, you're, you're too full of the Word. And when you get so filled up and so strong, you believe, and therefore you speak. I call them paid. Hallelujah. And you believe it, too. Hallelujah. And what happens? You stand on it. You work it. You stand on it. You work it. And the circumstance starts to change. And you're like, wow, the Word really is stronger if I believe and hold to the Word of God and don't doubt my heart, this mountain really will move. Wow. So now you come into an area really of unlimited possibilities of what you can do when you tap into this. Now remember, God calls those things which do not exist as though they did. There's somebody that you're watching me and you're you're making some you're making some money you have your own business i i believe i'm speaking to multiple people you have your own business and you you're doing good and you're happy you're you're happy but see god wants to take you over the millionaire status he wants to he wants to take you into seven figure income okay i'm talking to to multiple people out there right now several people for sure and i believe it's it's more than that as this message is spreading around the internet world but what you need to do when that anointing comes on you, don't do it when there's no anointing because it, it won't work. It, it, it's just, it, it'll come out with, with no, no strength. But when that anointing is on you and the Spirit of God is on you and that creative power of the Word is working in you and you just feel like saying it, you need to say, by God's grace, I'm a millionaire. See, so you may only be making $120,000 a year. Of course, you, you would thank God for that. You would be grateful for that. You may, you may be making $300,000 a year, but you're meditating on the Word and God's provision. The God who fills the, the oceans with an abundance of, of, of fish and uh, other beautiful creatures. The God that, that fills the earth with plenty and with beauty. And you're, you're meditating on the majesty of God, the splendor of God, the, the glory of God. And you just think, I believe God could take me higher. And you say, I believe in the name of Jesus, I'm a millionaire. See, you, you need to do that. 
You need to do that. You need to prophesy your destiny. Do you see this thing right here? It's called your tongue. I've got one. You've got one too. This is what governs your destiny. And if you will use it to line up with the Word of God and believe and speak under that anointing, in the strength of that Word, you will begin to move into your destiny. Nothing can hold you back except for your unbelief. But if you push that out and overcome it with the Word of God, and, you, and it's a challenge. I know it's a challenge, but stay in prayer. Stay in spirit. Stay into the things of God. Be hungry for God. Stay in the Word. I tell you what, you start to see that mountain crumble. It is amazing what God will do. So you need to be calling some things into existence that are not in your life right now. And I, I think that for some of you, you've actually thought, can I even do this? Is it like legitimate for me even to do things like this? Am, am, am I authorized to do this? Yes. Yes. Romans 4, 17 is for you. Remember uh, Galatians chapter 3, now that you are in Christ, you are the seed of Abraham. If you want the results of Abraham's life, you need to do the same types of work as Abraham did. Woo! And that was a man who walked by faith not by sight. He did not govern his life by outward circumstances. No, he believed the Word of God, and God performed the Word. And you need to flow like God when an anointing is there, and those things that do not exist, call them into existence, and even speak to them as though they already do exist. Woo! Hallelujah! Somebody needs to say, I call all of my debts paid off now! Hallelujah. Mm -mm. Glory, glory, glory. Now, again, it is the Spirit of God that gives life. If you do this on an empty tank, it's going to come out and it's going to just fall, okay? Don't do it on an empty tank. Get filled up. Meditate on the Word. Don't go around shouting when there's no anointing. You're just going to give yourself a headache, okay? You don't, don't, don't do things in the flesh, it is by the Spirit of God. It's not by might. It's not by power. But the Lord said, it's by my Spirit, says the Lord. Okay? Always remember that. Do things in the anointing. That's how you get the results. And it's, remember, the Word's anointed. But you've got to get in there. You've got to work it. Get that prayer life going. Meditate. And when, that, when, that, when your Spirit builds with power, builds with power, then release. Then release. Praise God. That is how you live your life. We believe. Therefore, we speak, we walk by faith, uh, we govern our way of living by faith, not by sight, not by external circumstances, not by the, the changes and the whims of what might be on the news. No, no. We govern our life by faith. Faith in what? Not just a random generalized faith. No. Not faith in the newspapers or the media. No. Faith in the written Word of God. Believe it, and it will work for you. Heavenly Father, bless your people today with mighty faith in the name of Jesus. Amen. Now, we must take communion together. Grab yourself some bread, unleavened bread, and some grape juice. Praise the Lord. Father, we consecrate the bread and the juice. We thank you that they are now holy, set apart, sanctified. This is now the flesh and the blood of our Savior, our one and only Savior, the only one who died to redeem us from sin, the only one who could, Jesus of Nazareth. Father, we thank you for his flesh, his body. We eat it now. We thank you for its life and nourishment. We thank you that he is the word, the eternal word of life. We eat his flesh. We give you praise 
in the name of Jesus. Let's take communion together. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for the blood of Jesus. We thank you according to First uh, John chapter 1, verse 7, that it is the blood that cleanses us from all sin. Now, we thank you that because we are walking with you in the light, we, we love you, we, we're trying to serve you the best we can. We thank you that the blood is consistently cleansing us from sin, sins that we may, may make that we didn't mean to make, sins that we may be made and we didn't even know that we made it. But that blood is cleansing us as we walk with you. So we thank you that the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sin. We ask you for the empowerment of your spirit to live a life of holiness, to live a life of being set apart unto you. We give you praise. Father, we drink the blood of Jesus, and we thank you for our eternal salvation through his shed blood, that we are saved by grace through faith, a gift that you have given to us. In Christ's holy name, let us now drink. Ooh, hallelujah, that's so good. Mm. Woo, hallelujah. My friends, we're going to live our lives for the Lord. And when the day comes, should it be the return of Christ who catches us up in the air to meet him in the air and take us home with him? Or it should be that we, uh, perhaps God would have it that we live our lives out because he's not coming back within our lifetime. Either way, we shall continue day by day to live for the Lord, to deny ourselves, take up his cross daily. Hallelujah, and follow after him. Praise God. We will go day by day until we go home to be with the Lord. Life is good in Christ Jesus. My friends, be blessed today. Walk by faith and not by sight. Bye-bye. For more information about the ministry of Apostle Stephen Brooks, visit our website at stephenbrooks.org.